we're recording a sound test. So, sound test? What is that? Yeah, it's it's a test for sound. I didn't even study. <laughs> well, pop that quiz was... time. <laughs> Elise. Elise, did, did you study what? for the sound test? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'm a burnout gifted kid. We don't study for shit anymore. Uh, which is why I almost failed out of grad school. That's not true. Yeah, there was a lot of other things. Severe mental illness and bullying and an institution that did not give a fuck about anyone. Um, All right. Well, first question on the sound test. What is a Hertz? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a kind Uh, of ketchup. It is a... I think the real answer is it's a... um, it's that thing that measures stuff, but for a sound. No, it's a donut. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome. Some nerds have podcast podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. Welcome. <sighs> it's a party. Man, I have tequila. We've like I feel like we've been recording like the day after like really good things happen this year. Oh. <laughs> okay, so so what was one example from last time? I don't know if it was last time, but like I mean we recorded did we record like the day it was either the day after or the day that um, uh, Rush Limbaugh died. Oh, shit. You're right. Oh, we did. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then today we're recording the day after um, that murderer got convicted of murder. Yeah, for the murders he did. For the murders he did. Well, at least for one of the murders he did. There's probably a few others that he didn't get convicted for, mm-hmm. like statistically speaking. Yeah. Also, domestic violence, because there's a 40% chance. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I did see a story where his wife, like, divorced him, like, the day that, like, the day after oh, really? the thing happened. Something like that, yeah. Oh, like, we're talking about the Derek Chauvin. Yeah. Chauvin? Dave, Derek Chauvin. Oh, Der- Derek Chauvin uh, trial. Um, are you are you conflating Brett Kavanaugh? And I Derek think she Chauvin? is. <laughs> Shut up. You know what? Who's None also a dick bag? Who should None also dick bags like deserve to have power or their names no, pronounced correctly? I mean, so there correct. you go. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like I didn't get him mixed up with like a good person. No, you know <laughs> it's not like I was like I don't know Derek Sanders, Derek Ascario Cortez. <laughs> you know it's not like I did that. I was like oh no, this rapist. I mean murderer. I mean probably a rapist. I got mixed up with this other guy who raped and allegedly. did dick things. Like, I'm, you know, the <laughs> we word can allegedly, say he's a murderer. We can say he's a murderer. He's convicted, convicted of, of murder. murder. We cannot mm-hmm. technically say that Brett Kavanaugh is a rapist. But, even you know, though. allegedly, giant, allegedly. giant scare quotes. Allegedly. Like that guy is going to like find our, our podcast and then be like, oh, I, I don't think like he can. Beer. I don't think he can get it in prison. You know, no, I was talking about Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Brett Kavanaugh Kavanaugh finding us and being like, I just, I just like beer. You made me drive out of DC. Like, 
<laughs> you made me go so many miles outside of DC, you monsters. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he if he shows up to our door crying, I think I'm just going to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, I'm going to punch a Supreme Court justice in the face. You think that the Parody. Supreme Court justice, <laughs> Fred Kavanaugh, is going to hear our podcast and is going to come to your door. Podcast. Yeah, to punch you in the face, and you're gonna have to <laughs> no, 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 to to cry about how cry you know I shouldn't yeah. make and fun then of him. She's going to punch, him and then I'm the going to punch him in the face. Parody, not parody, not actionable. Allegedly, TMCR. I've had half a shot of tequila, so so you're gone while I'm on this podcast. Yeah, the like the thirty seconds we've been recording. It's just you're enacting your stand your ground right laws, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. He's gonna come here and cry. I'm gonna punch him in the face. Yeah. yeah. He's assaulted me with his tears. <laughs> his little little blubbery man baby. Listen, tears. I thought I thought he had a gun knife. A knife gun. <laughs> a knife gun. What is he? A final I thought he had a knife gun. Uh <laughs> and I thought my fist was a taser. So <laughs> Final Fantasy villain, Damn. Brett Kavanaugh. Oh my god. You're on one today. Holy shit. Oh, uh, like, are we allowed to make these dark of jokes about I mean, this? Because I feel like I'm maybe not we're not. To. We're very white. Um, what? I, I'm not going to. You I, I, make I'm just going to throw you under the bus. I'd say that do. last one was even a little bit beyond what I would be comfortable making. Yeah. And that's saying something. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I see as I keep giggling. I really, that was bad. I apologize. Um, anyway. Great. Now I've ruined the podcast. All ruined right, it forever. Well, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on our last ever. <laughs> it, was, it was short, but at least it's over. <laughs> uh, I'm glad no one listens to us or we would have been canceled like five episodes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I we yeah. Oh, five episodes in, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, when the stuff that Elisa and I said about Infinity War, like, <laughs> I think that would have been it for us. <laughs> no, they would have done what they did to Lindsay Ellis. They would have like listened to that and been like, ah, yes. Now I must go through this person's search history to prove that they're an asshole because they said thing I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good thing I don't uh, tweet. <laughs> I just should yeah, post our, on Facebook our, where nobody is. Yeah. As uh, our one uh, tweeter, Elise, what do you think about this uh, situation? About which situation? Dylan Being situation. the only person amongst us that tweets. Oh. Ugh, it's awful. It's fucking awful. Twitter is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, and I keep like, and I know I've like, I've brought this up probably like every episode that we talk about Twitter. Um, but like, only like it, it's such a fucked up website. Because only if you take all of the social media users in the world, right, Mm -hmm. only about 20% of them, so like one in five, have a Twitter account. And most people, like the vast majority of people who have a Twitter, um, who have a Twitter account, don't actually use it. They use it very casually and they rarely tweet. And so it's like the people who are like on Twitter are Mm -hmm. on Twitter, are like, like, like it's like 1%, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very, we are talking about like very small margins, which is why like, it's hard to take when anybody says on that platform, like at all seriously, or like when people are like, we're going to cancel. And it's like, 
you know, and they're like, and I, I don't doubt that like these people get like hundreds of, of comments of abuse. And I'm sorry that I burped into the microphone. I really apologize. That was very gross. I apologize. <laughs> I, I but didn't like, hear it. Yeah, I, I don't, it I, I don't doubt that like, I don't doubt that it, it is, it is difficult, you know, and it, and there is like a difference between like people being truly held accountable for their actions in a public forum and people who have co-opted that movement to basically destroy people that they don't agree with. But it's also like you're, you're experiencing horrific amounts of abuse by like five people. Like <laughs> it is truly like no one, like people like Gen Z loves to make fun of like anybody that's still on Facebook, like, Oh, who's still on Facebook. And it's like, nobody's on Facebook. Nobody's on Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. nobody is on Twitter. And so it's just, it's really like, there is like a, a level of like, I don't know, irony, parody's dead. So maybe not parody, but like dark humor. Um, Like whenever anybody is like, I got hundreds of messages. And it's like, it's probably from like three people just <laughs> making different sock accounts. Like it's, you know, it is kind of like weird. And so it's weird to see like dog piles. And it's interesting, like the kind of people that get attracted to Twitter. Um, like I know IRL in real life, um, for the for the boomers who don't know. <laughs> the boomers um, who listen to our podcast. <laughs> like uh, in real life, I know maybe 10 people who regularly use Twitter. <laughs> Of those 10 people, um, one of them is in publishing. And so, like, she kind of has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is in PR. So she kind of has to be. And then others are, yeah, like, that's it. Like, that's really, no one's out here using Twitter for fun. Everybody that I know that has a Twitter, like, I know, like, you know, three people that are, like, use it and, like, every once in a while. And then everybody else, it's like, they have a specific reason tied to their job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an industry Twitter. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, the really fucked up thing is it's it's not just, you know, it's not just, like, like tech moguls or, or people in arts and entertainment that you would expect to be kind of forced to have a Twitter. It's, like academics and teachers and museum workers get like, yeah, get forced into having a Twitter and, and, you know, they're not being paid for this. And there's this like expectation that, you know, in their very precious free time, they are also performing all of this social media fit, social media circus for free for their jobs in hopes that it would get them something else. Right. And, and yeah, I don't think I know anyone that has like just a personal in real life that just has like a personal Twitter that they use for fun. Like everyone that I know that uses their Twitter regularly does it to get jobs or because it is part of their job. Here's a solution. Here's my solution to this problem. Uh, Yeah. Twitter just deletes everybody's account except for drill. Yes. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) The only person on Twitter having any fun are the shit posters like yeah. drill. <laughs> Twitter should just become the drill website. And we just look like everyone opens up Twitter every day. Like to drill update today. <laughs> we just wait with bated breath for the mm-hmm. next drill tweet. Did you know we watched the two hour long uh, history Wait. of Homestuck video on YouTube. Holy fucking shit. Okay. Uh, fucking. Yeah, I watched that too. D- I did you know 
that Drill was doxxed and that apparently he was one of the writers on the Homestuck video game. I heard about that, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Like, there's a lot, like, Drill is basically just, like, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff without, like, the image artifacts. Mm-hmm. But it's still just, like, it, it, it kind of broke my brain for a second when I yeah, found that out. I also, I didn't realize, apparently, the official Netflix Twitter account follows Drill. <laughs> that's great drill oh movie <laughs> make it happen <laughs> anyway that's that's my solution to cancel culture oh, that's, that's good. only drills on social media <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one like you can keep your facebook but nobody gets a Twitter. nobody gets a twitter yeah it's mm-hmm. called drit dritter I that was. Yeah. I, I have better. No, it's still just told, called Twitter, yeah, but the only Twitter, Twitter account is Drill. <laughs> uh, anywhere. <sighs> yeah, so Twi- Twitter is a garbage website that actually has no users and has become a hell pit fire because, you know, like every other website, um, earns its money from ad revenue. Uh, the advertisers want you to stay on that website for as long as possible. And the rage easiest, does that. Yeah. And the easiest thing that does that is rage. So <laughs> it's, it's garbage. It's fucking garbage. Um, and I would like to say that I pointed this out before Lindsay Ellis did. Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Clearly. she's said this before. But... You would shut up. <laughs> Give this to me. I'm sorry. I am in rare form and I apologize. And I'm really sorry that I told my spouse, um, to shut up. I am not apologizing for allegedly saying that I could punch Brett Kavanaugh in the face. <laughs> Parody, <laughs> non-actionable. <laughs> TMCR. <laughs> but I will sincerely apologize for telling you to shut up. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, take another drink. Yep. <laughs> Straight to the moon, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... How's everyone's weeks? Other than the the, it's better that I now have tequila in me. <laughs> the Chauvin, um, the Chauvin case. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Were there other things that happened? I'm sure there were. Did we? Did we have oh, lives? I mean, did we have lives? I mean, I know we talked about it before the podcast started, but I joined the 21st century. You got a smartphone. Yay. Yay! Now you can get a Twitter account. And get, have it oh del- my god, you should take over the Twitter account so I don't have to do it anymore. No, thank you. <laughs> no one already edit and upload these things. No one wants um, to Twitter. God, I just, I remember being in college mm-hmm. and um, everybody thinking it was like the most revolutionary yeah. thing and everybody being like, no, you have to get a Twitter. You have to get a Twitter. That's going to be the only way you can get a job. This is how you're going to connect and like, you know, like people. And honestly, though, like the one person, like I said, one of my 10, like that is how she got most of her jobs was through Mm -hmm. connecting with people over Twitter. But like she did that 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I just don't feel like that's I just don't feel like you're getting that anymore. I mean, like I could be wrong. but Yeah. The only thing I tend to like to go to Twitter for is um, if there's like some kind of major like news or event or protest or something like that happening twitter is usually a lot faster on update than like you know any 
real news station. That's uh, fair. So it's like if, you know, for example, what was happening on January 6th, like Twitter, right. you know, following that shit right there. Um, so no, that's that's, that's that's the only thing I can see is like it's how to get a, a, a you know, your your finger on the pulse of the heartbeat of the nation or whatever the fuck. Um, other than that, no, it's a garbage website uh, for garbage people. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I'm glad I have to be our token garbage person. Garbage people also have rights, probably, maybe. TMCR. Gar- garbage people make a lot more fucking money than I do, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But honestly, we- COVID would have been a lot worse without them, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, those kind of garbage people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Literal, yeah, was, literal garbage people. Yeah, no, garbage people. Not I, metaphorical Well, but I was people. also thinking, like, garbage people tend to make more money than we do, too, because, you know, they've, they've compromised Like themselves. Elon Musk. Elon yeah. Musk is a garbage person, yeah. but not Very in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not, not a useful garbage person who, like, that's provides a service. The, uh, the celebrity death hole is now a real thing. Wait, what? <laughs> the loops. Oh, shit! Did they make one? They made one. Uh, it's in Las Vegas, I think. It's, oh my it's, god! No. <laughs> I I I'm pretty sure all it does is it connects from like a parking lot to a convention center. Look, well, here here's wow. here's the good news. The, <laughs> We're not getting one in the DC metro well, area. Yeah, also that. I think because of me. Yeah. Because of me, because I bullied that one <laughs> state delegate. On Twitter, running for state, running for government. Sorry, not running for state. One state delegate candidate, and because I bullied him, we're not getting a hyperloop. You are welcome, Virginia. Uh, Thank you. What? What? What's the nice? The nice thing about it being in Las Vegas is like the first capo who like dies, like in one of those things. Like Elon Musk is just going to disappear. Like, you know. What's a guard from a concentration camp doing there? Oh, I meant like in terms of like with a C, not with a K. Oh, okay. I was like, like, like ma- mafia capo. Oh, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I well, be- Elon Musk does have a very interesting accent. Um, I'm sorry. That was rude. Yeah, I mean, he is from South Africa. So you, you know what that means. Yeah. Heir to a apartheid era diamond and he's a dick to black people probably allegedly tmcr parody non-actionable anyway i don't think that elon musk has ever met a black person in real life (laughs) probably not no don't we have like pictures of like him with obama or something that seems like something that would have happened that does seem like something that would have happened i don't remember (laughs) that but it also seems like something that i would have blocked out Uh, my memory i'm sure there was some really excited neolibs uh with with hard ons that day um no also fucking elon musk okay so we're not getting a hyperloop in the dc metro area um you're welcome everyone and follow up uh the the fucking self-driving cars keep catching on fire um and keep killing more now yeah there was there was one earlier this week where two guys had taken it out for a test drive and uh and it blew up like it's it's really terrifying. Like it's genuinely terrifying. And like someone needs to fucking stop him before he gets like all these people fucking killed. Um don't we know someone who We do know somebody that yeah. that once test drove a self-driving car. 
Um, thankfully she is still alive, but. Oh um, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. But like, that's the thing. It's like, oh my God, no, what's going to happen? This is me Cassandraing into the future. Um, and this is going to be really horrific when it does happen, but somebody is going to take, somebody is going to take a self-driving car into the hyperloop and it is going to explode inside the hyperloop. And then all those people are going to die. And then we're going to be like, this is why nobody wanted your fucking hyperloop, Elon yeah. Musk. <laughs> Except hopefully we'll be saying it to his corpse because hopefully he'll be one of those people that died in the hyperloop. Allegedly a uh, parody, non-actionable TMCR. No, again, it's going to be it's going to be a member of the mafia in Las Vegas. <laughs> no, I think it might and be him. I think he might be like, no, it's safe. I'm going to well, take one into the hyperloop. The the we if you take a look at the pictures of this loop, you'll notice that it's not it a is, loop. No, it's I mean it's not a loop. First of all, um, it's just <laughs> really? it is yeah. At this point, it's the just, lies start in the name. <laughs> it's just a a like a back and forth, you know, between yeah. two locations. You know, something that could be done with but, with a tram, yeah, or a train, or yeah. Anyway, which is um, something Monorail. <laughs> Monorail. But it's got it's got no way to exit the car if yeah. the car like stops in the loop. Like so, if the if the no car explodes in the yeah. loop, there is no the way doors. you can get anyone out. Like it's fucking terrifying. Apparently, the um the procedure for people if there is a stoppage in the car is for everyone else that's stuck behind them to drive backwards out as quickly as possible. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I, fucking I can't wait for the defunct land about this in five years. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Uh, it's just gonna be I, like here's, yeah. like here's but, the other thing though, like you know, one we could just have trains, but two just have trains in Europe. Had them for like two hundred years at this point. In Europe, train good car there, bad. There are trains that will you can just attach your car to. Like Where? this is a thing. This is a thing you can do in multiple places in Germany, Europe. Germany, I think. You just them. yeah, you just you hook your they hook your car up to the train track and you just you hitch a ride on the train. Um, you know, it, they do that with buses. Um, the Paris, if you want to take a bus from Paris to London, um, they will just hook the bus onto the train track and to get through the to get through the channel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just, no one wants this. No one wants this. No one needs this. We could, we could just have trains. Just have trains. We could just have trains. Um, I don't know. So can we go like hyper local news or no? Uh, How do we feel about That's up to you. You're the ones that uh, don't like your, you know, location shared necessarily. So like, how hyper do a lot of coming here from like okay. a secret bunker. <laughs> are you talking about like your homeowners association? Or are you talking about like, <laughs> God, Cheryl with her fucking law gnomes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's right. Gnomes were delayed because of the, the Suez yeah. Canal. <laughs> there was a severe shortage on, on lawn gnomes. Uh, I yes. wouldn't say it was a severe shortage. <laughs> No People one's in desperate need suffered. of lawn gnomes. How dare look, you look, diminish large, human suffering? The lawn gnomes and the sex toys, all right? Those are the two things that got delayed, as far as <laughs> I know. Everybody needed. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. What's this hyper-local news that you have to share? Well, it's just, it's, okay, so, um, so, so, DC has a metro. DC has a metro. 
Yeah. I don't know. That's it. That's the whole thing. It's um, a good metro. Stay it's, back a, it's a good yeah. metro. It's not bad. There are certainly worse ones that yeah. I've seen. Looking at you, New York. Oh, um, anyway, but there's been like a lot of push to get more metro centers out in the suburbs. Um, but unfortunately, because these suburbs weren't designed around metros, it's very hard to like to kind of create the infrastructure needed to create more metro centers. Mm-hmm. Um, but for many, many years, there has been an Amtrak called the Virginia Regional Express or mm-hmm. the VRE. And it runs from Fredericksburg up through D.C. Um, and it pretty much just runs like on a nine to five sort of schedule. And the idea is that like, you know, you have a white collar job. Rail. It's a commuter rail. It's a commuter rail for pretty exclusively like white collar workers that work in D.C. Um, and so obviously like ridership has been down because the vast majority of those people have been at home during the pandemic. But so one of the ideas, um, to both increase VRE ridership and, um, and to alleviate the kind of the need for, for Metro centers, um, in these more suburban areas in, at least in Virginia, we don't know about the Maryland side as proposed to us by our wonderful goddess of a human being, Danica Rome, um, is to increase, uh, is to increase, uh, times for the VRE. So right now it pretty much just runs like seven to seven. Um, mm-hmm. so like 7am to like maybe 7pm, really like six thirty. Um, and the idea is like, you know, maybe you just had like a late, like a semi late day at the office or whatever. Um, and she's pushing for, uh, legislation or I don't know, a proposal. I'm not really sure how it's working um, to increase uh, increase services with VRE to include nights and weekends. So you could potentially be able to take like the VRE from like Fredericksburg to DC on like a Friday night mm-hmm. and like come back Sunday morning, which is really, really cool. And like that idea of like, you know, it would just mm-hmm. expand a lot more options for people living in Northern Virginia. So I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's a cool, um, it's a cool system. It's more expensive than the Metro, which I think is why a lot of people don't like it as much. Um, mm-hmm. How much is it? Uh, it's six dollars a ride. It depends on where, when true. you're going, where you're going. That's like. true. But the I think the average is around six, whereas opposed to like with a metro, you can usually get around for like three bucks. We we um, live pretty far out, um, and from like our nearest metro or from our nearest VRE stop to like downtown DC, I think it's like twenty bucks during peak hours. Mm. So, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's never not peak, but, but yeah, they can like range, um, up to $20. I think that's like the most that they'll charge for you. Um, but usually it's like, you know, 12, like round trip or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so significantly more expensive than the Metro than taking a Metro for sure. But if they increase ridership, it might be possible because Amtrak is, is heavily subsidized. Um, it might be possible that like, they would lower um, they would lower fares if they had more writers. So, mm-hmm. or like, it's very easy to put that thumb on the scale mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like a purely um, capitalist enterprise. that so would just be, be like, no, fuck you. We're just going to keep the money. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I was actually um, thinking. Of, so about- more trains, less more trains. hyperloops. Yes. 
trains, 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 trains. <laughs> I was actually thinking about trains uh, earlier today and yesterday. As often it happens. <laughs> Look, okay, I, it's part of my socialist duty. To, <laughs> to think about Just trains. occasionally think about trains. <laughs> three hours a month. Uh, anyway, um, but no, because I was thinking that at some point after the end times, after the pandemic, um, I have a friend in the Netherlands uh, oh, cool. who I might want to try to go visit. Yeah. And the best way to probably get there would be fly out of BWI. Uh, and I was like, do I really want to drive up to Baltimore? No, you don't. No. So I was like, well, uh, Amtrak will take me there from my hometown here. Yeah. Uh, for like, you know, 60 bucks round trip. Uh, so, you know, that's not bad for a, a trip to Baltimore. Um, I don't know. I was just thinking. About, I mean, you'd like, pay like, more in parking that. for sure. I would pay, certainly. Yeah. Uh, especially for you know however long I ended up staying there because you're not just going to fly to Europe for like a weekend. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But um, but yeah, so that would be. And then of course, once in the Netherlands, taking trains to get to where my friend is at. Uh, all of that, you know, <laughs> is. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say you can you can get a Eurorail pass, um, which I would highly recommend actually. Um, man, we are, we are really just talking about trains this episode, trains. aren't we? It is how many minutes in? We're, we're like, 30 minutes in. oh my God, we're 30 minutes in. All we're fucking talking about is trains. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is a really boring episode and I apologize. Um, no boring is Elon <laughs> Musk's company. Oh, um, um, no. So anyway, Eurorail. Um, Eurorail is really cool because you can basically buy, um, you basically, you, I mean, it's expensive. It's like a lot of money up front. I will say that. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of money up front. Um, but you can purchase, it's usually like a couple hundred dollars. Um, they do, because it's Europe, they do a lot of like things. Like if you're under 25, if you're under 28, you can get some like extra, um, you can get a discount, um, mm -hmm. which is cool. But basically what you do is you buy um, a pass. It is good for a set number of days within a certain like month or two month time span. And um, you basically, you just show your pass. The person like, you know, checks you off or, or um, hole punches it on whatever day that you're using it. And, or I don't even think they did that. I think you just show the pass and then it's like the honor system. <laughs> oh, um, so it's the honor system. And so you have to like write down uh, what days, you traveled, um, what days you traveled when, cause you're, it's based off of the number of days that you travel within a given time period, as opposed to being per fare, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, you can also get unlimited ones where you just show the card. Um, I, when we went to, when we went to the UK, um, we each ended up getting a pass and I think it was like a 10 day pass. Um, so we got 10 days to travel within like a month time period. Um, and it was really great because it's, it was the one of the easiest way to get around England. Um, and two, uh, a lot of things like just counted as trains that we weren't necessarily expecting. Mm. Um, like we were able to take an overnight, um, from London to Inverness. Mm. Um, we were able to basically take a commuter rail, um, from Canterbury to London 
Um, so it's, it's really cool. It's definitely like, if you're planning on going to Europe, um, I think it's better than the, the bus system. Um, you know, it's, it's better to just travel by train. And a lot of times, like you can sleep on trains. Um, and they're really nice to just kind of like chill. They always have tables so you can like spread out your stuff or have a, have a meal, whatever. Um, and it's a nice way to like relax, take a nap, do whatever you need to do. You know, mm-hmm. um, so highly recommend getting a Euro rail pass in the aftertimes. Well, if you're I'll going to Europe, I'll keep that in mind. It, it kind of does depend on how much of Europe I would want to see rather than just the Netherlands. That area. is true. That is true. Oh, and then the other nice thing is um, you don't have to think about like <coughs> timetables. Hmm. Um, so like if you you don't have to think about like, oh, I'm taking the like the 1045 train as opposed to the 1115 train or whatever it is. It's just like, is there a train? You hop on it, you show the person your card and you're good. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, and like I said, it's based on the honor system. So you have to write down the dates that you traveled. Um, and then once you fill up the card, you're supposed to get a new one. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, Eurorail, it makes a lot of sense. Not sponsor. Nope. God, I wish though. God, I would chill the shit out of Eurorail. Are you kidding me? You just did. I did. We basically took like a five minute ad break for me to talk about how great Eurorail is. Where's my money? Eurorail, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what is this trash? (laughs) Next up, have y'all heard about this DoorDash thing? God damn it. Uh, I hear they part they they sponsor with national favorites and also <laughs> local restaurants. Oh no! <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh. we really enjoyed our blue apron meal. Uh, we that did we cooked today. <laughs> Na- name of the podcast is "Some Nerds Have a Podcast Sells Out." <laughs> oh hell yeah! Some ner- <laughs> God, she sh- wish some shells have a podcast. <laughs> uh, how was everyone's weeks? How are we doing? I feel like we just did that portion. No, we did. You're going to Groundhog Day us. We, no, we talked about trains. <laughs> we didn't talk about things you did. <laughs> we talked about trains for 20 minutes. <laughs> things we did. All right. You want to talk about things we did and the yes. media that we've consumed? Uh, Correct. Like that. All right. Here's some media that I've been consuming. Uh, it's the... Um, the basketball musical Slamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I still didn't finish yes. listening to it. I listened to in it the night shit. that you showed it, showed it with oh. us, but in this shit, holy shit. Okay. So Slamilton, uh, is exactly what you think it is. Um, a mashup between, uh, the, uh, hit Broadway show Hamilton and uh, the hit Space Broadway Jam. show Space Jam. <laughs> yes, the Broadway show Space Jam. Space Jam, turn off the dark. <laughs> <laughs> now with many more Space Jams. <laughs> it, it's just... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Too many Space Jams. <laughs> Oh my god, they just used the same technology that they were trying to pioneer during the Spider-Man musical. And they're like, no, this time it's gonna work, and we're definitely not gonna paralyze a bunch of actors. Hold on, can we talk for a second? <laughs> Hold on. Because I just had a thought. What? They they made a Space Jam 2. They did they, make a second they Space didn't, Jam. And they didn't give it the subtitle of Double Dribble. <laughs> 
Space Jam 2, double dribble. Oh my God. Come on, that'd be good, right? No, no. I don't know no. enough about basketball to comment on that. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so, so small indie hit from the 1990s, uh, Space, Space Jam. Jam. <laughs> small, it's a small independent film. <laughs> yeah. Financed um, by Michael Jordan's basketball or baseball career. Yeah. Small small YouTuber named Sinwave put together a mashup album, uh, which is I think it's like about forty five minutes long, um, but it over the course of that roughly tells the story of Space Jam uh, using <laughs> using songs from Hamilton, uh, oftentimes with like clips like sound clips of scenes as well as like the songs from the soundtrack of Space Jam. Um, I have to say, you're missing out because I I shared the first half of this with y'all. Um, while Is there we're a second some... act? Yeah. yeah, this is the second act. Oh my god! Uh, and the whole part that deals with I think it's like over the course of three or four songs deals with the the game deals with the basketball game. Oh my god! Uh, there's yes. like um, God, what is it called? Uh, the secret stuff is the name of a song. Uh, the the court where it happened. Oh my um, god! The arm was long enough. Oh my god! Uh, yes. Who slams? Who jams? Who tells your story? Is the finale. And yes. my god, you need to hear the finale. Uh, after we finish this podcast, I am going to sit us down and we're going to l- finish Space Jam. Or, uh, can we just <laughs> listen to the finale? Because some of us do have to go to bed at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we can do that. Uh, uh, but then promise me you're going to watch. Okay, yeah, we'll, just, we'll listen to just it. Just send it to us, and we'll listen to it because we do have a, like yeah, we've got stuff to do. Uh, fair, do fair, fair, fair. Um, um, but yeah, no. It it has been like. I I downloaded it off of the um off of their uh what's it called the the place where artists put Bandcamp? up music and Bandcamp yeah uh, so I downloaded it off of the Bandcamp oh if it's on Bandcamp I, I'll just go ahead and download it now yeah just download it it's you know, pay what you want so cool uh, <laughs> I get I, I, I know what the the most amount of money. God, somebody, what is the most amount of money somebody paid for Slamilton? $420.69. Uh, I'm going to be very disappointed. I gave him five bucks, but, you know, no obligations. Um, but no, God. It would really be hilarious to me if, like, one of the, the top, like, do, do they show you, like, who's recently bought it or, like, who are the top patrons of it? No, it's, it's uh, not like that. Because you would just see, like... LMM69 like hey this is pretty good. No they they do show you who's bought it uh and they do have sp- like reviews. Uh, did Lynn Mel Miranda buy it? Please. LMM69. This they is the have best reviews. This is the reviews. best most ridiculous kind of clever remixing, the extra work, newly recorded vocals, genuinely emotional narrative points and sheer determination and love put into this project oh, adds so much to its awesomeness. Uh this is definitely one of the top 10 works of art of 2020 so far. Of the 2020 so far. Favorite track, Hit em, Hurricane. Oh my god. Uh, let's see if there's more. In the eye of the hurricane. Uh, other other albums? Oh my god. Dipper Shipper? What, what is Dipper Shipper? Just look at that album art. No. It's, it's Clones of Dipper. <laughs> Winners I have lose. not checked out the rest of Sinway's oh stuff. It is, I it follow is, him on YouTube, so that's where I got to him from. Uh, there's also 
in my G4 over to sea. Ne- by Neutral Bling Hotel. <laughs> oh my god. Mash Bandicoot. Mash Bandicoot, yeah, that was the next one. Oh god. Oh, one of these Dang. songs is for you, Alex. It's called Communist Mike. Oh shit. Forgot about Ghost. <laughs> Is this from Mash Bandicoot? No, this is from uh, In My G4 Over to Sea. Uh-huh. Very excited about this. Okay. I will have to check that out later, too. But please, yeah. Uh, so if you want to hear some, uh, I guess, dope mashups, check out Sinwave and uh, all of all of his stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I've been watching anime. Um, so did we talk, talk... Go ahead. sorry, but did we talk about, um, uh, way of the house husband last time we recorded? I don't think so. Had, no. had we watched that when we recorded last Elise? Do you remember if we talked about it? Um, what, what was this again? Way of the house. Husband. Way of the house husband. Oh no, we definitely talked about it. Did we? Did we talk about it? I don't remember oh, if we talked about did it on we... the show. Oh shit. I don't remember. I, I don't think so. I, I remember telling everyone that I love it and it's... that everyone needs to watch it. So what, what, why don't you talk about the anime that you've watched and we'll talk about Way of the House Husband afterwards. Um, okay, well, I mean, I was, I've been, we're going to hold off on talking about um, Megalobox because we haven't finished it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we uh, hadn't, Elise hasn't finished season one yet. That was why okay. I never got onto season two. So like when you sent your message last night, we're like, all right. We need to get back to watching season one. So we're about, but we're about then, halfway. But then our Operation Varsity Blues. Yeah. And then Elise wanted to watch Operation Varsity Blues. Uh, which we didn't get through all we of not, because oh, we're Yeah, old. we didn't finish it. We were falling asleep. And we asleep. still have like another hour left, um, which is fucking wild. We'll, we'll, we can talk about that later. We'll um, talk about it when we have it finished, I think. You want to wait and yeah, we'll talk about it later? we're only halfway through. Okay. Um, Alex. Oh, Alex. Yes. It's going to make you so angry. Okay. You should watch it. Um, it's on Netflix. Varsity Blues? Uh, Operation Varsity Blues. Um, do you remember the college admission scandal of a couple of years ago? Which where one? basically they found out that like a bunch of rich people, surprise, surprise, um, were paying for their kids to get into elite colleges. That one. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So it details how that happens um, using creative reenactments of the wiretaps starring Matthew Modine, which is hilarious to me on a personal level, a reason which I will reveal on our next podcast. Okay. Just that is the teaser for next podcast is we're going to watch Operation Varsity Blues on Netflix. And I will give a interesting personal reveal as to why it's extra funny to me that it is starring Matthew Modine. I look forward to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really know who Matthew Modine is. Uh, the guy from Full Metal name. Jacket. Okay, that's I really what he's known it. for. I never watched it. So. He, he is the he is the lead actor in uh, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, uh, it was it was the um the 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 bad guy from Stranger Things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah. So we've just mentioned two things that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> two that we're, gonna talk about we're not going to talk year. about Judy either. We're not going to talk about Judy at all. No. Um, I'm just going to leave her out of it. 
what what else did I watch? Um, so what's it called? Um, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Right. Uh, I've been watch. I, I had been watching that. We're currently kind of halfway through season two. Uh, and they're taking a break like the the they're doing that that thing where it's like the season is split into two halves because I guess COVID um, <clears throat> so next half will air in summer but in the meantime they're airing something called the Slime Diaries which is <laughs> uh, which is very chill and very much like uh, kind of sort of side stories um, not much to really go into the, with that except that I'm enjoying it However, there is something that I've been watching that we probably have stuff to talk about, and that is um, uh, high school with superheroes in Japan. My Hero Academia? That's the one, yes. (laughs) Sorry, my brain for a second. Bokuno My Hero Academia. Yes, My my Hero Macadamia, the the twin snakes. Um... (laughs) So yes, have you been following up with that one too? Yes, we are yes. caught up on it. All right, so we are all caught up on it. Um, did you have any thoughts about where we're at so far? I know it's kind there, of in the middle. There's a lot of gratuitous ass shots of Sue, Yay! which I don't care for because yeah. she's a sweet girl who doesn't deserve. That. And also, she's 14. <laughs> yeah, I like, didn't notice th- it. The way that they like draw the female characters, and you're just like, um, she is a child. Uh, it's specifically Sue, though. It is like, specifically it, Sue, which it's is It's weird gross. because, like, in the early seasons, it's like Momo got a lot of yeah, that stuff. It's like they, they had to pass the baton between, like, who's getting, well, yeah. who's getting like, uh, uh, sexually objectified. Because well, then it, there was, like, uh, it was Uraraka. It was Uraraka for a while. I feel like it's the one more, that they kind of, like, gratuitously. I feel like it's more the fact that, they're, like, as they're kind of getting further on, like, because if they're probably, they, they seem to be doing, like, very closely to the what the manga has. And I suspect that the mangaka kind of got to this point and it was like, man, Sui is getting really popular. Yeah. I guess I'll just give them more fan service of her. And it's like, it's not super explicit, but it's like, if you're no, like, if you're like, Elise has been trained, pointing it out. If you're trained to look for it, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're trained to look for it, if you are, like a woman (laughs) who is used to like, you know, reading manga and looking at comics and watching movies and understanding the male gaze. It is really easy to pick up on (laughs) and point out um, basically. So like, yeah. yeah. I think part of the reason why I might not have noticed it uh, is because I'm watching it with the subtitles. We're also watching it with the subtitles. (laughs) You're watching with subs? Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it is it is harder to pay attention to, like, the actual visuals a lot of the time. Like yeah. I said, Elise has been pointing it out to me, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. You can see, like, <laughs> her just entire ass yeah. in this shot. Like, like, detailing, like, dimples and shit. And it's like, what, what the fuck? Like, who asked for this? And the truth is... The like, answer is a lot of people. A lot of really... There's a lot of perverts who watch anime. A lot of people anime. who, quite frankly, should be in jail for probably mm. child pornography. Anyway, it's fine. This is fine. Um, but it, it, it is like, it's upsetting. Um, it hasn't completely taken away my love of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is something but... that, that My Hero Academia has had a problem with since the beginning. Yeah. Like. And it sucks because it's like, they're pretty good, well-rounded um, 
female characters mm-hmm. who have hopes and dreams outside of like marrying the lead character. Yeah. You know, like they don't necessarily get the most development. They don't necessarily, but I mean like there's also so many fucking for, characters. For a shonen anime, yeah. They mm-hmm. they get a lot. I mean the fact that you get like more than just like yeah. the main character in pink is the girl. Um, <laughs> or like a Bulma. Like yeah. we don't have Bulma in this show. So, you know, so, so like it's, it's like, okay, that part is good, but it also is not great. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, I mean, like, I don't know if, if you're making an anime, there's a certain amount of fan service that like is expected. Ugh. Like, unless it's just like something that's just super sweet and wholesome. Like mm-hmm. if you're watching like um Izuken, like Izuken will yeah. never have like a creepy ass shot of one of those characters. Yeah. But it's like my hero academia, for all of the things that it does right, is still primarily marketed towards horny 14-year-old boys. Yeah. yeah. And like it's gonna have that stuff. Yeah. Um, is is that just like the the fan the fan service tax that yeah creators will have like anime creators have to pay to get something? Yeah, out there? I feel like the manga kind is uh, is like oh no, I have to do this guy. I don't know. I like, have to put the ass shot in there, but it's like I, it's they really twist in my arm. I don't know because there's definitely. Um, you know, because there's like grape soda or like but whatever his fucking name I is. I feel like that guy is in there to make fun of that mindset. Like, I feel like he started off with the best of intentions and it's just like. They get he got to a point where he realized why some of the female characters were popular. I don't know. This is just the way that I see it. This is conjecture. This is a pure conjecture. But yeah, I feel like it, it like he specifically wrote that character to be like, this is who you are when you objectify these women. But then the money came in from the people who objectified the female characters in that show. Grape soda money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The grapes, it was all, it was all (laughs) sticky. (laughs) Just like piles of, of sticky. From the intellectual soda web. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, does kind of look like Ben Shapiro, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, uh, grape soda. Grape soda looks a little bit like Ben Shapiro. Including almost the height. Well. Like, yeah. Almost down to the height of him. That was mostly what I meant. Uh, no, he um, also has a punchable face. And, allegedly. And they have, allegedly punchable They face have very similar voices. Like, if you listen to the American dub, he does sound like he might be Ben I don't know. Uh, I might be onto something I think here. he might be onto something. I think so. Because listen, I, for sake of argument, let's just say. I haven't. I haven't listen to the dub as much as i have the sub um, yeah yeah except when we went to the movies to yeah see it in yeah theaters. Uh, and i remember when i went there i remembered oh god i hate that character like 10 times more now yeah no yeah. his voice actor in english is the worst and like but again i feel like it should be like it's appropriate for that character to be the worst because that character is the worst he is the worst he's worse than tail guy like tail guy is just oh, kind of don't on tail guy he's just boring and it's like you can always tell that the the, the creator's like all right we and need to find something tail for tail guy. guy to do he swings on a lamppost Woo! tail guy fans will be happy with this chapter all three of you yeah <laughs> uh, i mean but like i don't know tail guy tail guy and um best girl 
The Invisible Girl. Oh. I can't remember her name. Yeah, I can't remember her name either. If you, if you watch Mother's Basement, he exclusively refers to the... Um, the Invisible the Girl. The Invisible Girl as... Uh, as the best girl. As best girl. Which she is. Uh, I, I don't but know. She, she has a crush on Tail Guy, and it's like, I kind of want to see what happens I, there. I will say she is in every shot. She's the most important character. Oh my God. She's oh my God. she does so. everything in the show. <laughs> now, if there's a character that you have fan surfers of all the time, because that character in costume is yeah. almost entirely naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is like weird. I just that is also like a gimmick that I find really unsettling. It's like because um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's winter time, and apparently she's just she got she has boots though. She like, can nobody find her? Like, like something that. <sighs> I feel like cloak. I feel like something. the pink-haired inventor girl. Yeah, the pink-haired inventor girl should be able to like. It's it's a uh, it's clothing that like can like works Chameleons with your quirk to your skin. Like, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Like it just it works with the same way that your quirk <sighs> does, and you can just wear there, this clothes. There are a lot of like gratuitous jokes about like, haha, she's constantly naked. Um, the worst one was like when the teacher touched her boob. I forgot about um, that. Um, that was in the it was in there right before the summer camp arc. Um, it was right before the summer camp arc. Um, and where their like final exam for first semester was, uh, for them to fight. Uh, they were in teams of two and they had to fight a uh, a teacher. And they had to like capture oh, the teacher. Yeah. And then it was like <gasps> boob. And it was like like he had touched her boob by accident. And it was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like it's but somebody get this girl some clothes. Like anyway, which just also raises so many questions about like her quirk and how she works. And it's like, do you just do you just it's uh it's so upsetting. Do we just anyway, do fine. we just need do we just need like a one-off episode about her? Just like I would like what everybody else got we got fucking Two one-off episodes about grape juice. Did we? <laughs> yeah, because we got the episode uh, where him and Tape Guy. God, we don't know any of their names. Sarah do we? is Tape Guy. Sarah. Um, Apparently, fucking, like, the Invisible Girl is named to- uh, ha- Hagakure. 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 Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Tape Boy Sarah. I know all of their names. So Sarah and Grape Juice Fuckhead um, got teamed up on that same arc. And so we got... Minetta. Minetta. Fucking Minetta. So like, uh, we but that episode, instead of focusing on Sarah, ended up focusing on Grape Juice. And then I think we ended up getting another one with him too. Um, talking about like, I think what he did. No. Um, that was... Sue, we ended up getting what Sue yeah, did on her. We got internship. the one on, yeah, the Sue, the um, one about Sue on her internship is fucking great. Yeah, and I will not hear that her name besmirched in this household. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I could have sworn we had gotten a second one-off episode about about Minetta. Um, it could be just that one felt like it was one too many. Yeah, uh, but it was like this feels overly. We long. just need to just forget this about Minetta. Just forget he Minetta. exists. Um, no, and then like like. Fucking Ayazawa is like weirdly nice to him when they had to go apply for their hero licenses. And it's like, shut up. Don't do that, Ayazawa. You're better than that. <laughs> you know, I know teachers aren't like supposed to pick favorites, but you can pick a kid that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to not, not like Renetta. He's a, he like, he's a sexual he's predator. Worst. 
You can't pick a favorite, but you can pick your least favorite. <laughs> exactly. That's the rules. That's the rules. Uh... Um. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. I like. I like the story arc, though. Um. I like. Uh, Eraserhead's uh, illegitimate son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced uh, that that those two are secretly father and son. Like yeah. they they look exactly alike. There's a weird similarity between their quirks. They have very similar personalities. They both like cats. Like, come on, let let's just it's too much. I too mean, many coincidences. I, I think the biggest part is the circles under the eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like they're they're drawn as if neither of them get any sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Shinso. 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 Yeah. Shinso's fucking great. Yeah. I'm loving his story arc. Um, I hope he gets in. I hope he gets in and Mineta gets out. I don't think that's going to happen. But in my <laughs> ideal world, that's what happens. I think <laughs> they well because the class. I think they set it up with class one B got a foreign exchange student. So now they have one more student in their class. Oh, really? Than class 1A. And that was like a one-off thing that was introduced. And um, just shortly before the school festival arc, I, I want to say. I that part. And so I think that's how they're setting it up, where like he would, he would be a part of class 1A since they're one short of having an evenly matched number. I don't know for sure, but I'm like, I think that's where they're going with it. Um, which is why he's being allowed to test into the hero. But also, like, Ayazawa was in, in the sports tournament arc was, like, you know, he, like, like fuck the fuck the admissions team. Like, that's a really good quirk. And, like, they mm-hmm. should, you know. I don't know if I've talked about this before. Um, but My Hero Academia reminds me a lot of um, Top 10. Have I talked about this before on the show? No. I don't know. Have I told either of you? I, I know I've talked to you about top 10 before, at least. Have I told It doesn't mean I was listening. Okay, fair like, enough. Let's be fair. <laughs> Have I talked to what? you about top 10, Alex? Not that I know of. What is top 10? You guys should read it. It's really good. So it's an Alan Moore comic. Um, the premise of it is that superheroes kind of came into the world at the same time as superhero comics. So right around world war two, people started developing superpowers. So after world war two ended, um, meta humans all decided to like settle, like build a city for themselves. We have talked about this. Yeah. yeah. And it, so they, they build this city where everyone in the city has superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the main characters of the comic are the police in that city. Um, so it's sort of like law and order, but with superpowers. All right. And one of the characters, like one of the supporting characters in top 10, their hostage negotiator has Shinso's power. Okay. Which is fucking great. Like that's a great (laughs) use of that power. Mm. Um, I really recommend, and it, like, if you like interesting or weird superhero comics, I, I, I would really recommend, and it's funny too. Like, that's one of the great things about it. Um, like one of my favorite, I have bits that are just some of my favorite things ever in that comic. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the main story arcs, but I remember these little like side moments. Like mm-hmm. there's one, the main character's name is Toy Box. And she's like the the rookie on the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toybox and her partner Smacks 
who has his own side series go to this bar because there's been a murder and the bar is just filled with the Norse gods. Okay. Um, and someone's killed Balder and they're trying to figure out how it happened. It's like, I don't know. We were just playing our favorite game, throw things at Balder and he just (laughs) died. Um, and then like Balder comes back to life and as they're leaving, as they're like, Smacks is like, yeah, this happens like once a week. Like (laughs) we, we never convict anybody, but we always have to show up because there's always a call. Um, and my, the other one that I really love is, uh, there's a storyline where someone has mice in their apartment. And so they call a super exterminator and all of the mice are super powered mice. And so in this person's apartment is just this like company wide, um, like crossover event, like crisis on infinite earths is just happening with the mice in their apartment oh dear it's amazing (laughs) um it is it's one of my it is one of the very first comics that i read and i think it is probably still one of the best because i just keep thinking about those moments um and there's a lot of really funny like background sight gags Mm -hmm. um in the comics where like there's a lot of just like the the artist just puts in like funny signs and like cameos from other places. And I just, I can't recommend it enough. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, one of the characters in there just has Shinso's power. I gotcha. Um, uh, I don't know. What have you been thinking about it? I, I, I think it's good. Um, I like that. We're actually getting a chance to see like one B strut their mm-hmm. stuff a little bit more yeah yeah uh i am i mean this this show has this show doesn't have enough characters i think we need to have a whole other class full of them. Yeah. yeah um but like no it's 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 a much like the um the tournament arc you know it's a contrivance to show you know fights between these two characters these you know students uh, you know, see how much they've learned, see how what they've you know can do, and and put them against people of kind of equal standing to them, since they're all students. Um, and I don't know if uh, like the story is going to catch up to them in the course of this thing. You know, the the story, you know, the one that happened in the first episode of the season. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, with an, yeah with, with Endeavor, yeah, the Hawks plot, and yeah. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if that's going to happen like in the middle of this, or if it's just going to be like, you know, the whole rest of the season is this, you know, yeah. tournament essentially. Cause they spent what, two episodes on the first fight. And I think they have like five of them planned or Jesus if there's going to be some guys. cut for that. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to be, I mean, I'm sure if they do show everything, it's going to be, you know, I unique, think they're, they're going to but... shorten. I think they'll yeah. shorten the ones that don't involve Shinso yeah. or, Midoriya. Well, mm-hmm. I think the Midoriya is on the other team from Shinso. I think that's going to be the main part of this. That's the main yeah. event. I think they'll. I think uh, they'll. Sh- they'll probably like spend like five episodes on that or something absurd, mm-hmm. and they'll probably like spend a episode on like they'll give somebody a one off that they haven't already Bakugo. given. They'll give Bakugo. Um, yeah, that's true. They'll probably do one for Bakugo, and then I think they'll just shove everybody else together into like one episode. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably right. Yeah, because I I feel like we will get someone's backstory 
that we haven't gotten yet. Because mm-hmm. it's like we've gotten tail guy. You, well, it's got to be like it's got to be like Sarah or tail guy or um, invisible girl, right? Because it's like I feel like everybody else has gotten their episode. Yeah. No. And they're like the three that haven't. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So we watched. We've been watching that. We also watched all of. Uh, way of the house husband we binged that shit in in a a night night. because it's in a night it's five episodes each episode is like 15 minutes long not including the intro and outro i yeah i've heard good things about it i want to check it out it's so good it's weirdly like um oh what's that what's that one show not Izuken, but the other one you really like, Alex? Um, uh, Nichiju. 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 It yeah. weirdly reminds me of Nichiju. Just because of okay. it's, it's like it's done in very like quick bites. Yeah. So like there's a cast of characters and it's like, here's five minutes with this character or like, you know. The animation style is very similar. I, I don't know. Um, the animation, it's not really animated. It's more of a motion comic. So like that, sh- temper your expectations. There's not a lot of amazing animation in this. It's mostly just like the creator didn't think it would work as an anime. And so he was like, mm-hmm. well, I'll see it as a motion comic. And they did it as a motion comic. And they just kind of kept it like that. I think. Yeah. Um. I think that the humor style is very similar in the yeah. sense that you have like w- wildly fantastical things happening in a very normal setting. And the humor comes from the juxtaposition between the two. Um, so that's why it's like, I think, um, and it's very like wholesome <laughs> in yeah. a weird way. And so that's why I was like, I think it's like Nietzsche do, um, which are, makes me feel like you'll like it. Are you familiar with the, with the concept? Uh, vaguely, yeah. All right. So the idea is the main character is the is Kazuma Kiryu, essentially from from Yakuza. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so he's this, but he's like the greatest Yakuza who's ever fucking lived, and, and he threw it all away for love. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's John Wick. If John Wick were a comedy instead of a tragedy, yeah. Like he's just like this terrifying Yakuza boss. Who's you know now married to this uh, uh, mild mannered salary woman? Who's the biggest weeb on the planet? Which I think <laughs> is maybe my favorite part of the show. That or their cat. Their cat is also great. Um, but yeah, so she's this like just very regular salary girl, and he's like he stays home and like does all the cooking and cleaning and takes care of their cat. And so the the she, he's he's truly living Nicholas's dream. He is living my dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is it's so funny. But like, but every every scene has the same basic setup of mm-hmm. so our main character is going to go do a thing that a housewife would do. Like he's going to go do the shopping, or he's going to cook a meal, or there's a door to door salesman who shows up at their apartment, and immediately they're like, oh my God, this guy looks really scary because like, because he dresses exactly like he did when he was in the Yakuza, except he's got a pink frilly apron that he wears constantly. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And so like, you know, so he's just like, he just shows up in his like fancy 
probably three thousand dollars suit, you know. But it's got his, you know, his it's, pink frilly it's, apron. Yeah, he's got a, an apron with a Shiba Inu on it. Yeah, that he wears <laughs> everywhere. And uh, it's great. You meet other like gangsters. Um, from the his... best part, no, you meet other gangsters, but then there's also the women in like the the uh, neighborhood association who he hangs out with all the but time. But he like refers to them exclusively, like in terms of like like she's the head boss, and she's just like the lady in charge of the HOA. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, nah, big boss is coming over. I gotta impress her. Well, and she's just wrong? hello. How is- are you? Is he wrong though? No, yeah, I know, not. right? It's so good. It's so, it's funny. so funny. I love um Yeah, like the, the, the fact that his wife's just the biggest weeb on the planet is like one of my favorite little touches. It doesn't really amount to much, but it's just a nice little bit of characterization that like oh her, like one of the first things in the first episode is it's his wife's birthday and he's trying to get her a gift. And so he's like trying to buy her a blu-ray box set of like the show that she loves and it's just going down like a drug deal (laughs) um yeah the 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 door-to-door salesman that shows up when he's been gutting the the door-to-door knife salesman who shows up when he's been gutting fish and so he just comes to the door covered in blood (laughs) holding a knife See, you already love it. You already. I am actually planning on now that you mention it, uh, watching it tonight. You can yeah, you can watch the it's, entire thing can, in one night. Yeah, you can so watch good. because how if, long is each episode again? It's like about fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes. Um, okay. and there's only five episodes, and because like Netflix, if you're watching it, will skip the beginning and end credits. It's really more like ten minutes for each yeah. episode. So it's it's like a, less than an hour. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a very funny hour. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is hilarious. There's a there's a former member of like there's a member of his old clan that he runs into who's like, oh, well, you have to put our clan back together. He's like, no, I'm a house husband now. And so he trains this other random Yakuza guy in the way of the house husband. <laughs> like teaches him how to like shop for deals. <laughs> I I wonder if maybe my sister might like it too. Yeah, it's and honestly, the voice cast is Mm -hmm. very like the American voice cast is very good. Yeah, um, it's really really sharp. So we we actually watched the dub and enjoyed it a lot. Um, there's like a handful of jokes that they kind of had to like change around a little bit because it's it's very obvious like Japanese wordplay. Um, yeah, those like Nichiru did that. Yeah, yeah. So those ones don't land as hard. But there's like enough, um, there's enough physical comedy and there's enough um, just like interesting juxtapositions that it's like you, it's fine. Like, like even, even the parts that don't land, um, they're just a little bit less like laugh out loud and they're more like, oh, that's fine. And they explain it in such a way because like there's, they clearly said something about dogs in the original mm-hmm. and then it shows in his mind what he thinks of when he thinks of dogs which are police officers because mm-hmm. apparently it's like sort of like you know we say pigs in english in J- japanese apparently they say dogs so they mm-hmm. like it, clearly in japanese they're saying something about dogs but in like in the english they change it to pigs yeah. but the image is still dogs so it's a little confusing. So it's like, why you should have just kept it with like dogs and then just like had like a culture note at the bottom instead of like trying to force the American, um, the American slang word in there instead. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, like really in the course of like an hour, maybe an hour and 15 that you're watching. And that's kind of like the one thing that it's like, eh, that one's not as good. Um, I think it's worth it. Like it's, it's, it's so funny. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. I, you can easily watch the entire thing in a night. Um, and like we said, the dub cast is very good. So even if you're not like a fan of subtitles, you're still going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Again, temper expectations in terms of quality of the animation. Because it is like, it is is not great, great. but I mean, it's again, it's think of it more as a motion comic than an anime. And I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's going to be, it'll be fine. I would really love for it to get a second season. I really, really want them to have a second season. I want them to have like a baby, but the baby just looks like a gangster. (laughs) boss baby uh. um so we watched that i feel like there was something else did we watch we, we've been watching a lot of like we've been watching a lot a of documentary yeah i don't know why it's just sort of been like the one thing that we've been agreeing on in terms of what we want to watch um so we watched this is a robbery which is about this unsolved art heist in boston in the early 90s that one I felt like was overly long. That one and the and the one that we're watching now, Murder Among the Mormons, um, both feel like they could have been tighter. Um, but then we had like recently watched something where it was like, I feel like this could have used more explanation. Um, was it the QAnon one, which we talked about last? Yes, time? yeah, the one that we watched at the QAnon one. It's like it's interesting with like true crime um, documentaries. It's like. The QAnon one, I definitely feel like could have and should have been longer. Um, but then, like, I don't feel like you needed, like, what was it? Like, five episodes? Something like that, For this is yeah. a robbery? And I was like, you could have done this in three. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're, we're retreading a lot of ground because they're all, like, it's, it's everybody has, like, a really horrific Boston accent. Um, except for the one guy who's from England for, um, who got brought in. Who just blames were, everything on the Irish. Jesus Christ, that guy. He was just, like, he's, like, no, it was, it was the IRA. Yeah. And it was, like, and everybody, like, everybody was, like, it's, we looked into it, it's not the IRA. And he's, like, no, it was definitely the IRA. <laughs> It was 100% the IRA. I think, and like, then like we fucking, Nick made the joke of like, this guy loses his keys and blames, and the, blames IRA. the IRA. Um, because I mean, but it was like a kind of an interesting idea. Like why do people steal art? And it's like, on the one hand you think like, oh yeah, it's, it's art. It's like really valuable. But on the other hand, they're like, who are you going to sell this to? There, there, there are like 20 people in the world that you could maybe sell this to. And get like the amount of money that it's worth and, um, you know, and like you wouldn't get in trouble. Like you can't take this shit to Sotheby's and be like, hey, I got this like this man a and they're like, yeah, and I have a fucking call to the FBI because you should not have that man a, you know, um, you know, so the only people that you're going to sell this to is like unscrupulous Russian oligarchs and like, <laughs> I did like the angle of like, well, sometimes people use art theft yeah. to like get reductions in sentences. I think that was the reason. Like they, they kind of left it with like, oh yeah, it was like this this mobster who right around the same time that those yeah. paintings got stolen, got like seven years knocked off his sentence. Yeah. Like, and that's like in that's the conclusion that they come to. Cause they 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 explain to you like why 
just because you sell a piece or just because you get a piece of art or you steal a piece of art, you can't like turn around and sell that for a profit. Um, and there's like all of these other kind of like injunctions in your way, but this idea, and apparently it's just like a thing now, um, in organized crime where they're like, Oh no, like if you steal a painting, you can get your sentence reduced or you can get, um, a much better plea bargain if you offer to return the painting. And so that was like a really interesting, and it was, I wish they had explored more, um, about this idea of like what role, does art play in society, especially in the sense of like the art that we put in museums? Mm. Um, and like, why do these pieces get to have this like incredible inflated a dollar, you know, amount on them? And, and why are we willing to bargain with criminals over, over a Manet or over a, a Vermeer is one of the ones that that was uh, stolen. It was Vermeer's only sea work. No, it um, was um, uh, was it, it was uh, or Rembrandt. Rembrandt. Was it Rembrandt or yeah, Vermeer? It was Rembrandt. It was, but it was like Rembrandt's like only only one that he ever did in that series, um, which was a seascape. Like he, it was the only seascape he ever did, and um, and so it's like I wish they had explored that more. Um, but instead they were like, no, let's just talk about like all the salacious details of like art theft and the mafia in Boston in the 1990s. And, mm. um, Oh God. Yeah. And there was like, they interviewed like, a uh, a woman who like her and her friend, cause it was St. Patrick's day. That was the other thing too. It's like, you know, it's, they stole it on St. Patrick's day on St. Patty's day night. And, well, the um, night that they had the parade. The because... night that they had the parade. That's right. Because it's not. But anyway, so like her and like her friend went to like a high school party. And like they looked over in the car and they saw two cops and they're like, oh, shit, we're like high schoolers out after dark. Like we're going to get arrested. So we better like hightail at home. And I guess she had apparently like turned her fascination with it into a podcast. And I think we got like five oh, really? minutes with her. Yeah. We only got like five minutes with her. And I'm like, I wish like they had explored that more. I missed the part where she had um, a podcast. That's yeah. I know. Like she had done like a deep dive and like, she spent a, a good amount of time researching this. Is and, her podcast still out there? Can you just check uh, it out? I'll look into it. I'll look into it and I'll find out like for next, um, for next time. But yeah. Um, or she had like a podcast or like a YouTube video series, but it was something and like she, she'd done a considerable amount of work and, um, and that they were just kind of like, yeah, that's there. And then like never came back to it. Um, you know, and these paintings are still lost. Uh, it was fun. Like I talked to my dad cause my dad's from new England. He's specifically from Boston. Uh, Boston. Boston. he has, he, when like, it's funny. my dad has lived in the South for like 30 fucking years now at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's still like, he's still, he still loses his ah, you know, especially if he's <laughs> mad about something or he gets really excited. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like how, how you have lived like South of the Mason Dixon line for so long, for so long. And yet, and yet you still like, will be like, yeah, Oh yeah, wicked! Like uh, anyway, I love my father. My father. See, <laughs> I do it. My father. I love my father. But yeah, <laughs> but it's funny because like we started talking about it, and he was like, "Yeah, like oh yeah, they never, uh, 
never they never fucking solved that except he doesn't curse my my dad doesn't curse i cursed but um, but the curse the curse is implied the curse Mm -hmm. is implied the curse is implied absolutely Mm -hmm. um because even it's from boston so like of course uh anyway um and and now it's like man now i'm like man we could go to boston (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it's they they spend a lot of time at the museum um where all of the art was stolen from and it's a really beautiful museum that was apparently made by this like like polyamorous um like or was she polyamorous or is she just queer i think she was just like flirty like like just oh, like... she was definitely queer she was she was probably i i think i said polyamorous and i meant to say uh pansexual mm. um anyway she was just like this like queer woman uh queer heiress out in like the late 1800s and uh didn't want to get married because she didn't want to give up her fortune um and also probably because she didn't like dick that much um and like just decided to build a big ass house (laughs) in boston and then later was like we'll turn it into a museum after i die but it's a really like it's a really beautiful uh museum like centered around a a courtyard um you know it's very like it's it's very louvre-esque in its architecture so i don't know that's like i'm like i've never been one to be like i want to go to boston and and see where my family came from i have no interest in doing that but i'm like i want to go to that museum sentence that has never (laughs) been said before in human history right right uh i hear you lose your leg climbing up the top sail if you go to boston but um god (laughs) but yeah and then i was like i saw that museum and i was like oh i could go to boston i want to see a flogging molly concert (laughs) i was referencing dropkick i know it was a dropkick thank you very much and also i'm pretty sure they don't play they don't have concerts outside of the month of march (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah, I mean, like, but then it was like, man, you could, you could do anything on Saint on the day that they do the Saint Patty's. <laughs> like that shit must be like the purge in Boston. <laughs> like, I mean, they're purging, but from in the different purging. ways. Um, <laughs> but also, just like, like who the fuck, like who the fuck is chasing down criminals? Clearly, nobody in was in the nineties. Uh, nobody was on duty in the 90s because they were able to like do this insane uh, art robbery. No, nah, they were they were too busy uh, fighting the war on drugs and uh... <laughs> they were so successful. So successful. Uh, yeah. So that was that. Um, I started a, a game kind of on a whim that I want to oh. briefly touch on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I I don't remember I was I think I saw it on uh the leftist gaming club group Alex. Okay. Um, someone was asking about it and I'm like this sounds rad as hell cuz they were talking about like all right there's this game that I remember playing I don't know what it was called but it was like the hero it was like an RPG world where the hero quote unquote was running around killing all these animals but you weren't playing as him you were playing as the person kind of following behind him and like fixing everything that they fucked up i'm like that sounds amazing i want to play that and so like they um someone in the thread 
found the game and like I looked it up and apparently it got a re-release on Switch like last year or maybe 2019. Mm. Um, It's called Moon, which may be one of the reasons why everyone forgets it because it's like the most generic fucking name ever. Um, but it was a place. Why is that... it the things named Moon are always yeah. like so great? Yeah, but it was the a movie. Yeah, it was a PlayStation One game, and yeah, you kind of boot it up and you start by playing as this little kid playing a game where you're. It's basically a Dragon Quest kind of game of like where you're going around and fighting slimes and leveling up and buying new armor. And then eventually you go and you, you kill the evil dragon. Right. And then the kid goes to bed and he wakes up in that world, like sort of as an incorporeal spirit. And you realize that the, the hero is actually kind of a a dick and he's destroying things and like, you know, going into people's houses and messing up the place. Um, and so you go around and you, you are um, the first person that you encounter is this little old lady who's lost her grandchild. And so she thinks that you're her grandchild and she gives you his clothes. And so for the rest of the game, you just kind of walk around as like this you know, pile of clothes with no body in it and like fixing people's problems and bringing animals back to life. And it's very jank and very weird, um, but really it's kind of funny in some ways. Like it's got a lot of the satirical edge to it, um, but it's also very sweet. Like the idea is, well, the the thing that's actually going to save the world because from the world ending calamity is love. And so you have a love meter and you do things for people and you gain love. And the more love you have, the more stuff you can do. Um, and it's just, it's very weird. And I can't believe I've, and it's like beautiful pixel art, like PlayStation one era pixel art, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I think is highly underappreciated because the PlayStation one was when you could get the best pixel art, I feel like. Um, and it's just, it's very strange. I have not gotten terribly far into it yet. Um, I don't have no idea how long it's going to be, uh, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's nice. I'm going around helping people's problems right now. The grandma is sick in bed, so I need to find a bone for her dog so I can play with the dog. Like that's, that's my quest (laughs) right now. And it's like really funny because every once in a while you'll like walk onto a screen and you'll see like the hero just kind of run by chasing a monster. Mm. um well so it's like that stuff's happening you're aware of it it's over here in the sides but it's not what you're really focusing on you're like Mm. oh so like you find a dead body of a monster out in the wild and you go up to it and you interact with it and you get this little journal entry that tells you who that monster was and like what their personality was like which will give you a little bit of a hint as to where you can find their spirit and you you go and you find their spirit and you catch it and the spirit goes back to the body and the body comes back to life. And then a little UFO flies by and picks them up and takes them away to safety. Hmm. It's interesting. It's weird as fuck. And I love it. <laughs> 
this Polygon article I found about it calls it an anti-RPG. It is. Um, yeah. It, it apparently kind of going back to, um, I think we maybe mentioned this before we started recording the podcast, but going, oh, no, we, we talked about it on the podcast with the, um, with Homestuck. So mm. the, the Matthew Fox, who created mm. Undertale to- and, and did music Toby for Fox? Homestuck. Hmm? Toby Fox? Toby Fox. That's what I meant. Toby Fox. Hmm. Toby Fox, who did, uh, who created Undertale. Apparently, Undertale was heavily influenced by this game. Um, hmm. And I really get the sense of that. Like, the art style is definitely Earthbound, but, like, the feeling of the game is definitely more Moon. So, it's like, Interesting. it's like 19 bucks on Switch. So, if you have a Switch... It's it's not it's not going to break the bank. And like I said, I'm really enjoying my time with it. Um, unfortunately, I will have to put it down because near replicant version one point two two whatever is coming out on Friday. So I'm going to be diving into near this weekend, I think. Mm. Sounds like an interesting game. Uh and I'd like to hear more about it. I don't have a Switch, so I'm probably not going to play it myself. Um, but I do want to hear more about it as you play. Yeah. So. But um, do we have... I think we're kind of losing steam here. Uh, do we have anything else that anyone wants to bring up before we kind of close this out for the night? Uh, any, any last minute things? No, I think uh, I've talked about everything that I was yeah. that had on my docket for today. All right. Well, in that case, I think we'll go ahead and call it an episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, my name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And we've been some nerds of a podcast. You all have a wonderful time.